Episode 52, Church History, Part 17. We're still in the 6th century and the Germanic tribes have taken over the Western Roman Empire. Clovis and the Franks have taken over the region of Gaul, known as France today while Christian monasteries were being established along with the Benedict or monastic rule. Clovis dies between 511 and 513 AD and his ally, the Eastern Roman Emperor Anastasius, dies in 518 AD. Both were buried at the Church of the Holy Apostles. Justin I becomes the next emperor in the East and in 521 AD names his nephew Justinian the consul, which is the highest official position in Constantinople below the emperor. Emperor Justin I supported the Blue Chariot races and his nephew Justinian became a member of the Blues. SmithsonianMag.com states, in the days of the Roman Republic, the chariot races featured four color-themed teams, the reds, the whites, the greens, and the blues, each of which attracted fanatical support. By the 6th century AD, after the western half of the empire fell, only two of these survived. The greens had incorporated the reds and the whites had absorbed into the blues, but the two remaining teams were widely popular in the eastern or Byzantine empire, which had its capital at Constantinople, and their supporters were as passionate as ever, so much so that they were frequently responsible for bloody riots. Like 3,000 blues had been killed in a riot over chariot racing results in the early years of the 6th century. Exactly what the Blues and the Green stood for remains a matter of dispute among historians. For a long time, it was thought that the two groups gradually evolved into what were essentially early political parties. The Blues representing the ruling classes and standing for religious orthodoxy, and the Greens being the party of the people. The Greens were also depicted as proponents of the highly divisive theology, manifestism, an influential heresy which held that Christ was not simultaneously divine and human, but had only a single nature. The Eastern Roman Empire supported the races between the Greens and the Blues, giving them public funding and putting them under imperial control. Chariot racing began in Greece between the 1600 and the 1100 BCs, and the Olympic Games were in 776 BC. The Romans took over from the Greeks and kept the chariot racing sport. Remember, the East was heavily influenced by the Greek culture. Chariot racing and many competitive sports would be made popular and created from the same people in later centuries. So, are sports pagan? That's a great question. And maybe Truth Wars would get a chance to explore the history of sports in a future podcast. But for now, we will say, look at the foundation of sports and ask yourself, would the Most High approve of all the time, money, resources, idolatry, and worship given to a sport or an athlete? The chariot races in Byzantine or the Eastern Roman Empire enforced social classes and political power. The Blues and the Greens had influence in military, political, and theological matters, per Lee Bashutes. In his book, The Decline and Fall of the Roman City, some say the Greens were a part of manifestism and Blues were Orthodox Christians. And others say this is how we arrived at the Blues and the Reds, or the Democrats and the Republicans. What we know for sure is that it all came out of Rome, one way or another. 
Justin, the Eastern Roman emperor, was known to have persecuted the Greens, or the Menophysites, and issued strict laws against Arianism. His nephew Justinian, who he made consul, became involved with a Greek woman named Theodora. Theodora's father was a bear trainer for the Greens, and her mother was an actress and a dancer. Theodora's father became sick and died, leaving his wife and three small girls to survive without him. This led to Theodora and all her sisters becoming entertainers or actresses for the blues. Historians noted that entertainers became prostitutes. Theodora moved to Alexandria and became a monophysite Christian and stopped being an entertainer. She then moves to Antioch and reacquaints herself with an old friend who was also a former entertainer but was now a Christian. Her friend worked for Justinian and introduced Justinian to Theodora. It was love at first sight for Justinian and he wanted to marry Theodora, but he could not. The Roman law from Constantine forbid anyone in governmental rank to marry an actress. But Justinian promised Theodora, who was 20 plus years younger than him, that he would marry her. So he put her up in a home in Constantinople to live. Justinian asked his uncle and aunt to change the law so he could marry his love, Theodora. His aunt, Euphemia, refused and said no because Theodora was a manifestite. So Emperor Justin, changed the law in 524 AD as soon as his wife died, allowing Roman officials to marry former actresses. Susan Beyer, The History of the Medieval World states, women who had been on the stage, he decreed, but who have changed their mind and have abandoned a dishonorable profession shall be entirely cleansed of all stain. Legally redeemed by imperial fiat, retired actresses could marry anyone they pleased. And as soon as the law passed, Justinian and Theodora were married at the Church of the Holy Wisdom in Constantine Noble. Justin made his nephew, Justinian, the Eastern Roman Emperor in 527 AD. His troops were continuing the fight against the Persians as Justinian started campaigns to restore the Roman Empire in the West. His military conquered the Vandals in North Africa and conquered the Ostrogoths, restoring Italy and Rome back to the Roman Empire and also reclaimed the south of the Iberian Peninsula. In 528 AD, Justinian made a complete revision of the Roman laws. His legislation is known today as Corpus Juris Civilis. That contains four books, the Codex Constitutionum, the Digesta, the Institutions, and the Novella Constitutions. These four books were the codification of the Roman law. These laws became known as the Code of Justinian. The Corpus Juris Civilis formed the ecclesiastical canon law of the Catholic Church, which is the system of laws and legal principles made and enforced by the hierarchical authorities of the Catholic Church to regulate its external organization and government and to order and direct the activities of the Catholics toward the mission of the church. Perdella Roca, Manual of Canon Law. It was the first modern Western legal system and is the oldest continuously functioning legal system in the West, while the unique traditions of Oriental canon law govern the 23 Eastern Catholic particular churches, per Dr. Edward Peters' canon law. Will Durant in The Story of Civilization states, 
This code, like the Theodosian, enacted Orthodox Christianity into law. It began by declaring for the Trinity. It acknowledged the ecclesiastical leadership of the Roman Church and ordered all Christian groups to submit to her authority. But ensuing chapters proclaimed the dominion of the emperor over the church. All ecclesiastical, like all civil law, was to emanate from the throne. The code proceeded to make laws for metropolitans, bishops, abbots, and monks, and specified penalties for clerics who gambled or attended the theater or the games. Kingdompreppers.org states, The sheer weight and importance of this revelation should not be understated and should not be missed by those with discerning hearts. Justinian did what no emperor before him had done. While Justinian was asserting ecclesiastical authority over that of the bishops, he did not reverse the independent status of the church. What he did was add to the equation, which is the legal preeminence of the Roman church. On the books, we can say that the beginning of the papal powers gaining their prophesied authority to rule for a given period comes in the time of Justinian with this very law. The fact is that Justinian, who was both emperor and the ecclesiastical authority, represents the state first and foremost. His law code actually declared that he was the Roman law, just as Yah is his set-apart law. The Justinian Code even began the swearing on Bibles in the judicial settings. Norman Cantor of the Civilization of the Middle Ages states, The Justinian Code greatly favors absolutism. The emperor is considered the living law, and his will has the unchallenged force of the law. The emperor alone can make laws, and it should also be the province of the imperial dignity alone to interpret them. What? This is the foundation of the Catholic Christian Church, in which we see in operation today. Now, in order for Justinian to continue these wars trying to take the West back, he had to raise taxes on the people of the Byzantine or Eastern Roman Empire. The Roman citizens were furious about the high taxes and began to dislike Justinian. They already didn't care for his wife because of her past as an entertainer. In 532 AD, a huge riot broke out between the Greens and the Blues at a chariot race. During the race, fans got out of control. They started shouting insults at the emperor. Instead of the Blues and the Greens cheering for their teams, they were shouting Nika. Nika means win or conquer. The Roman citizens had had enough of the taxes and the bureaucracy, so they were making demands to the emperor during the race. The riot became very violent and it spilled into the streets. Justinian tried to flee his palace as most of the city was under siege. Theodora told him, no, we're not leaving. We're going to stay. And they did. They stayed and the riot became controlled and Justinian continued to rule the Byzantine Empire. Following the Nica Revolt, Justinian and Theodora rebuilt and reformed Constantinople and made it the most splendid city the world had seen for centuries, building or rebuilding aqueducts, bridges, and more than 25 churches. The greatest of these is the Hagia Sophia, considered the epitome of Byzantine architecture and one of the architectural wonders of the world. 
the Justinian Code became the base of the legal systems of all European countries except England. It served as the Canadian and American legal system. Justinian had his Roman law codified in 535 AD, and within the same year, the region began to experience plagues and catastrophic events like earthquakes. The sun became dark, yellow dust, hunger, famine, drought, and volcanoes began to erupt. Historians noted 5,000 people died a day, and then it increased to 10,000 died a day. No one could go outdoors without a tag on them, so the families could identify them if they fell dead due to the disease or the plague. The Persian Empire and the Germanic kingdoms experienced the plagues as well. Death reached to Asia, North Africa, and Europe. Historians believe one-third to one-half of the people who lived in these regions died of disease or plague. Justinian even became sick himself, but he didn't die, and eventually he continued to reclaim the West. Narsi became his general and rebuilt the military and was able to conquer the Ostrogoths in Italy. Theodora died in 548 AD, and Justinian died in 565 AD, and they had no children. So Justin II, his nephew, became the new Byzantine emperor. And after a year as emperor, the plague struck Italy, and this gave way to the Lombards, taking Italy in 568 AD. The Lombards were joined by the Saxons, the Herules, the Gipids, the Bulgars, the Ringians, and the Ostrogoths, and their invasion of Italy was almost unopposed. By late 569 AD, they had conquered all of the northern parts of Italy and the principal cities of the Po River. Justinian established laws for all Christians to submit to the authority of the church. He proclaimed the emperor dominion over the church. Roman law was the law of the land. Justinian declared he was the Roman living law. The Justinian Code would establish the laws of Europe, Canada, and the United States. Justinian made himself the Roman leadership and the Catholic Christian Church leadership, God themselves, and codified laws as such. This allowed a windfall of catastrophe and plagues to hit their regions with many of their people dying. Constantine legalized Christianity. Theodosius made Christianity the official religion. Now in the 6th century, Justinian has legalized church leadership and the emperor the authority of the church. But what does y'all tell us in the scriptures? Acts 5 and 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey Yah rather than men. John 1:17. For the law was given by Moses, but grace or salvation in truth came by Yeshua HaMashiach. Luke 16:17. It is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Psalms 19:7. The law of Yah is perfect converting the soul. The testimony of Yah is sure, making wise the simple. Isaiah 33:22. For Yah is our judge. Yah is our lawgiver. Yah is our king. He will save us. Joshua 1 and 8. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate 
therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success matthew 4 and 4 but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of yah John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Yah, and the Word was Yah. Thus, Truth Wars encourages you to follow Yah. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or come it here. We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that knows everything. Let truth roar, let truth reign, let truth speak, and let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth roars, truth reigns, truth speaks, truth sets me free. Please see a podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com.